Thank you, choir. Would you please take your Bibles, open your Bibles now to our text. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to read verse 1 and verse 2. May I request the congregation to please stand for the reading of God's holy word. I'm reading this from the New American or the New King James Version of the Bible. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how we ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. May God bless the reading from his holy word. Please be seated. So, good morning once again, Bradford Church family. Welcome back to our new series entitled, Abound. This is the theme for the year 2023 here in Bradford Church, Abound. We are commanded and expected to abound in everything according to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And that Jesus said that He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. The abundant life, brethren, that is expected of you and of me is drawn and is sourced from our Lord Jesus Christ. So that if you have a personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, abundant life is expected. It is expected, but it is not automatic. That's why we go through this series of lessons for this first quarter of the year. We are going to talk about how we are to abound in Christ. Now, today's message is entitled, Abound in Walking with God. That's why we had our fellowship song, Walking with Jesus. Now, what do you understand about walking with Jesus? Are you talking of literally walking? Walking with Jesus talks about what? Our daily conduct, our daily behavior. You see, when we become born again, when you and I trusted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that relationship with Jesus, that faith with Jesus should affect our daily conduct. Everything from the choice of food, dress, music, places we go and hang out with, everything must be affected by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian. A lot of people today claim to be a Christian because they attend a Christian church. They are baptized in a Christian church. But the way they live, they live like the world. They consume things the world consumes. A real Christian is affected by his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why the title of our message is to abound in our walking with Jesus. Now, for our message today, I'd like to pose this important question. Do you think that everyone needs some sort of exhortation 
as in everyone, an exhortation, encouragement to do more. You think so? Well, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that only, only the unsuccessful, the slow, the wayward, only those who are not making it to progress, we think that they're the only ones we need to encourage. And that those people who are already doing well, those people who are already successful, all they need are our praises, nothing more. But that is wrong because according to our scripture today, everybody needs to be encouraged regardless of their level of spirituality. You know, we need to encourage everyone, even those who are already making good, making progress in their lives. That's what we can learn from our passage today. Again, let us read what St. Paul wrote to the church in the Thessalonians, right? In the New American Standard Bible. Finally then, brethren, so this is towards the end of his letter. He is making a conclusion. We request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us instruction as to how you ought to walk and please God just as you actually do walk, that you excel still more. And the emphasis there is that phrase in red, that you excel still more. In other words, brethren, these Christians were already doing well. They were already doing well, but then Paul says, I want you to excel still more. Now, I don't know with you, but me as a parent, you know, once in a while, you know, Joss and Shanshan would come to me and show me their report cards, and they would say, Pa, I honor school, you know, and I'm so happy. But then I would still tell them, I'm glad you're doing good, but you can still do more. Now, as if it's not enough for me to say that, but, you know, when, when we have this conference with the teachers, the teachers would also say the same. You know what, Pastor, your kids are doing well, but I believe they can still do more. And, and sometimes we think that, you know, we are not, maybe we are not satisfied with high honors. No, that's not the point. It's not that we are not contented. It's not that we don't appreciate the progress of our children. But again, in our text today, it is important that we still encourage them to do more. See, it's not bad to encourage our kids, our friends, even if they're already doing well. If you are already doing well and someone tells you, you know what, you can still do more, don't be offended because it is part of our Christian duty to encourage everyone. Just like the Thessalonian church, they were already doing well. Now, in chapter 1, Paul wrote, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, brethren, Paul was already so thankful to the Lord that this church in Thessalonica that he planted, 
they were already doing well. And yet, as we come to the fourth chapter, Paul says, you excel still more. And he repeats that in verse 10, For indeed, you do practices toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, notice this, to excel still more. See that? That's, a, that's a, an important principle that we need to practice this year. That we need to encourage, we need to exhort one another to do more. It's not that we are satisfied, but I believe it is part of our Christian standard. You know, the standard of excellence. We say the choir, you know what? Your, the cantata was nice, it was very beautiful, but choir, you can still do more. And the same with you, church. Praise God. Bradford Church, as a church, we've been doing well last 2022. I think our, our year-end report is an evidence of that. But let me tell you this as your pastor. We all can still do more. Amen? We can still abound. And even in your life, you know, in your business, in your career, you might say that, well, 2022, the business was good. I'm okay. Let me tell you this. You can still earn more. See? You can still, the potentials that God has for us is unlimited. So, let me challenge you this morning. Don't be satisfied with where you are, what you are today, because even St. Paul is encouraging the church to still do more. Now, to abound, the word abound, that's the word we are studying for, for this year, perisuo is the Greek word. It means to be abundant, to be plentiful, to overflow in abundance or excess, to produce in large quantities, to excel in something. And as Christians, we are encouraged by the Word of God to be excellent in everything that we do. Now, this morning, we are going to learn five essential components in abounding in our walk with God, right? Do you want to do more for Jesus? Amen? Right, so there are five important truths. Now, I don't know if this is by any chance or by God's providence. I noticed that since January 31, if you remember, Gen no, no, December 31, and then we had our New Year's Day last Sunday. Have you noticed with our messages? They all come in fives. <laughs> so, ni abound po, no? Di ba three points naman on Pastor Maki? Ni abound po, napunan og duha. So, if you remember last January 1, five ways to have a godly regret. And then last Sunday, also five. Now, another five. Okay, so you would be expecting more five this year. All right, are you ready? All right, here's the first lesson. See, our text today gives us the priority of abounding. That abounding must be a priority. Priority. Notice the phrase again. 
Okay? Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should. See that phrase there? You should. This is not a suggestion. You should. That speaks of priority. Obviously, God is not content with mediocrity. Amen? There's this, while, while in the world today, there's this growing, growing pressure of doing more, but you know there's also a big fraction of the population that are just living by mediocrity. See? God has so many potentials. God's grace is so much, it's abounding. And yet, a lot of Christians are not making use of God's grace. See? It's a priority. That's what Paul is trying to say here, that you should abound more and more. And yet, I want you to notice two words he used here. Urge, we urge and exhort. Two words. The word urge here, erotao, it can also be translated as request. We request you or we ask you or we beg you. But the point here is this. The word here is between equals. Paul is not requesting or begging as an apostle, you know, to, to his spiritual children. No. This is a word used between equals. You know, you're just talking here to your friend. That's the idea here. And the same thing with, with the word uh, for exhort. The word exhort here means to come alongside. Again, it is sort of partnership, a friendly exhortation. That's the point here. That when we exhort someone, we, we are not forcing them. We are not commanding them. But it's like this is a warm, a friendly request. That you know what? You know what, brethren in Thessalonica? I, I'm so thankful to the Lord. You know, brethren here in Bradford Church, I'm so thankful to the Lord that last year, you know, we were doing good with our ministries. We have baptized so many people. We have reached out so many children and families. We've did so many wonderful things. But you know what? As your friend, as your pastor, we can still do more. See? That's the tone of St. Paul. See? The balancing that he says we should, but then it is in a very friendly, warm, and gentle way of saying. And friends, that's what we need. See? You need to gently and warmly tell others, whether it's your friend, if you're you know, brethren, your office mate, never hesitate to tell someone, you know what, you're doing good, but I still believe you can do more. According to John Piper, even when someone seems to be in such close fellowship with God and doing good with his Christian life, do not think that there is no use in exhorting and urging them to still do more. In fact, it must be taken as a duty. It's my duty as your friend, as your brother, brother in the Lord to tell you that there's so many potentials God has for you. You can still do more. Second, so that's the priority, the prospect, the prospect for abounding. Notice the verse again. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort 
in the Lord Jesus. That's the prospect. The prospect of our abounding is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright? We are to abound and we are to excel in Him. While it is also true that as Christians, we are to abound in all areas of life, that our abounding must permeate every area of life, but particularly, we are to abound, we are to do more in our relationship with Christ. See? So, so there is the prospect there. The prospect is Christ wants you and me to become more and more like Him. He is the prospect. Jesus is the object of our abounding. You see, it doesn't benefit us as Christians if we abound in our knowledge, if we abound in our business, if we abound in our talents, if we abound in our investments, and yet we are not abounding in Christ. You see, all the treasures, all the successes in the world, if it is not in Christ, the Bible says we gain nothing. We are still empty. See? The prospect of our abounding is in Christ. See? In fact, in, in verse 2, he says, For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, he mentions the Lord Jesus Christ in these two little verses. The point is that Christ is the source, He is the object, and He is the goal of our abounding. Amen? Are you with me? Third, the premise. Not only is there a priority, a prospect, but there is a premise of our abounding. Premise means in what area in what specific area am I to abound in Christ? Notice the verse again. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. Forgive me about the lines. The lines there should be to walk and to please God. Right? Paul gives us here the specific premise in which you and I need to excel more. All right? As I have said, we are to excel in everything, but in this particular passage, brethren, please hear me out. The specific premise upon which we should abound in Christ is with regards to our walk, our walking and pleasing God. Literally, it can also be translated in the way we walk that pleases God. Again, the word walking here, the Greek word for walk means is peripateo. Peripateo. It means our daily conduct. It means our daily behavior. How I carry out myself daily in, our, in my workplace, in my school, wherever you are, in the church. So, so the point of St. Paul here is this. Paul is telling the, the Thessalonian Christians, you know what? I've seen, I've, I've heard that in all Macedonia, your walking with the Lord is evident. In other words, you're talking of a small church living amongst a pagan 
society. You, you do remember Paul's coming to Thessalonica. Remember last year we studied the book of Acts. He went to Thessalonica. He was even beaten there. This is, this is a place where, where, where paganism is widespread. They have even have temples of their gods there. And yet, Paul tells them, I've heard about your faith. You're growing. You're walking in the Lord. It's, it's, making, it's making a big fuss among the community. People are talking about you because of your changed lives in Jesus Christ. But you can still do more. Eh? You can still improve. Eh? Brethren, let us improve in the way we conduct our lives. Eh? If, if some people still do not know you're Christians, we can still improve this year. Diba? Again, I made a joke. Sometimes, you know, we're we are a big church and sometimes you don't know that some of your friends are worshiping with us in another service. And that really happened almost every Sunday. Like two Sundays ago, two friends, you know, there's this member who usually attends 7.30 and, and she joins the the 4 p.m. and then nakita siya sa yung friend, oh, and they were shocked again. And I said, ingon siya pastor na shock ko pero wala ko na shock na Christian siya. Oh, defensive. <laughs> See, sometimes mas shock. Ha, nadi ka sa Bradford ng wala niyong kibaw. I don't know about it. You see, people should not be shocked that you're a Christian. In fact, people say, no wonder. No wonder you don't cheat, you don't lie, you don't say foul words. No wonder you're a kind person. No wonder you're a generous person. No wonder you're always gentle to everyone because I knew it. You're a Christian. See? People should, should see that we're different because of our relationship with Jesus. It should not be that, ah, that's why you're so self-righteous. You're so judgmental. You're so critical kay Christian Daika. No. That's not us. That's not you. That's not me. Who are you? You're a kind person. You're a gentle person. You're an understanding person. You don't easily get mad when people make mistakes. Why? Because you're walking pleases God. That's the premise that we need to abound. If people are not yet blessed of your life, of my life last year, then we can still do more this year. Amen? The progress. Fourth is the progress. Look at the verse again. We urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more. And notice this phrase. Just as you receive from us. Alright? I want you to see here that the Thessalonians' progress, the Thessalonians' growing, it came from Paul. <laughs> see? When Paul, when Paul visited them and planted the church, Paul exemplified. See? Paul doesn't just go to a church and teach. This is what, this is what you need to know. He lives his teaching. Okay? He, he is doing the cliche. He is walking his talk. You walk your talk and you talk your walk. Friends, 
this excellent standard was coming from Paul. And Paul says, do more and more just as you receive it from us. So the idea here is this, that there is an ongoing progress. All right? They started, they started with what? With not so good. And then they become good, and then they become very good. Friends, our progress, our abounding in the Lord is not automatic. Okay? Doesn't mean that you are a Christian, you accepted Christ, you were baptized, and then suddenly you are excellent. No. Nobody is like that. I'm sure in all aspects of life, whether in sports, whether in, in business, no one in, invests in something and then suddenly becomes a billionaire overnight. Otherwise, it's questionable, right? The real way, the right way of doing things is that you do what's right slowly, but then it will progress. Friends, it's the same with our spiritual life. How many years, how many years have you been joining Bradford Church? How many years have you been a Christian? Are you progressing? See? Because some Christians are bonsai. You know what's bonsai? You know what's bonsai? <laughs> Who loves bonsai here? I do. I love bonsai. At the Arlene, si Jandi. See, some people collect. Bonsais are nice plant, no? but a Christian who is bonsai, not good. Okay, nindutan sa plants. But with people, no, it's not good. It's not good for people to be old, growing old, and yet remains diba? stunted growth. No. But a lot of Christians are like that. You know, we've been, so, we've been Christians for so many years. And yet, we are still elementary in our behavior. We are not progressing. That's why Paul says that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us. If you remember last year, Peter, we studied this in our 40 days of progress. Peter said, for if you possess these qualities in what? Read the red lines and read red letters. Increasing measure. You see? Christians, wake up. We have to abound. We have to increase. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. See? Abounding, to encourage someone to abound, is and what? It's a progressive thing. And that's why Paul said to, to Timothy, notice this, 4, 14, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that, notice the so that, everyone may see your what? Your progress. See? Our progress must be evident. Okay? Our spiritual abounding is not a secret thing. You know, you, don't, you cannot say, Pastor, this is just between me and God. Oh, no. Your Christianity is not just between you and your God. Our Christianity, listen, our Christianity is something that everyone ought to see. That's why, listen, if you're acting, listen, if you're acting like your unbelieving friends, shame on you. Shame on you. 
if you're acting like your unbelieving friends, if you're doing things like your friends who do not love the Lord, if you are exactly the same as them, then shame on you because God wants you to be different. The Bible says, let everyone see your progress. Amen? So, if, if your Christianity is not shining last year, our goal, brethren, our goal is that this year, we would be doing more. Amen? More people will be blessed by you. More people will recognize you are a truly born-again person. See? If, if, if no one, if, if the only persons or people na nakibawang Christian ka, ang imurang mamagpapa o ang imong iro, okay? Then we should, we should do more this year. Amen? And then finally, the pressure. The pressure. There's a pressure there. As if with, with, we thought that, you know, this is something that is warm and gentle. But then in verse 2, the pressure comes. Notice what St. Paul in verse 2. For you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. So now, Paul is saying, well, I'm exhorting you, I'm telling you as a friend, gently telling you, warmly telling you, you do more. But you know, it's commanded by our Lord. See? God gave us that command. And by His authority, we are commanding you do the same. Friends, Jesus said, remember in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear what? Much fruit. Even Christ. See? Christ doesn't expect a mediocre life. See? Christ is saying, if you remain in me, if we are, if we are like this close, if we are walking with me, what, what did Jesus expect from you and me? Bear much fruit. See that? Bear much fruit. He's expecting us to abound. But what is the secret to this abounding? Look at verse 9 and 10. He gives us the secret, the remaining. Now remain in my love. Now question, how do I remain in Christ? Now the second phrase tells us how we remain. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. You see? Friends, listen. Remaining in Christ, therefore, is obeying His commands. If you're a Christian who says, you know, I love Jesus. I love Jesus Christ. He loves me. And we are close. And yet, you are in this habit of always, always breaking the commandments of God. If every day you are breaking His commandment, is that loving Him? Would you say you love a person? You say, you would say to your wife you know what i love you so much and yet everything you do every day from morning till evening is break the heart of your wife is that loving no see that's what jesus is saying you remain in my love we are so in love if you keep my commandments that word keep there means obey 
if you obey my commandments. That is how Jesus wants us to love Him. So what is the love language of our Lord Jesus Christ? It's not gift-giving. <laughs> it is obeying. Jesus says, if you obey my commands, then we are in love. Brethren, that's the secret to abounding. See? If the pressure, the pressure to do more is the pressure of Jesus telling us, if you truly love me, my child, if you truly love me, Mackie, then please excel more this year. Do more. Do more in your quiet time. Do more in your prayer. Do more in coming to church. You know, don't be in habit of, you know, an absentee worshiper. Diba? And, and, you know, it's so easy for us. I'm online lang ko, Pastor. Okay? When it's, don't just worship God and serve God by convenience. Amen? Remember, you and I were saved not out of convenience. So don't make it a point that you only serve Jesus out of convenience. Remember, He was hanging on that cross when He saved you and me. It was costly for us, for Him to save us. Make it costly also for you to love Christ. Amen? And so as I close, let me share, give you this thought, brethren. We praise God we, we did a good job last year. And just like St. Paul telling the Thessalonian church, you know what, Thessalonian church, I praise God, I commend you for doing good as a church. But you can still do more. But for us here in Bradford Church, praise God for the year 2022. But we can still do more for Jesus this year. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this message. We thank you, Father, that in each one of us, Lord, there is that potential. There is that capacity to still do more for you. Because you provide us abounding grace. Lord, give us that holy push, that holy exhortation, that pressure that I need to improve more in my walk with Jesus this year. And so, brethren, let's pray for our our quiet time, devotional time. Lord, maybe sometimes we skip devotions, we skip reading your word. Lord, help us to do more this year. Maybe our prayers this last year was so lame. Just going with an, what's normal. But Lord, help us to be super normal in our prayer life. Or maybe in our service. If last year, Lord, we were just bench warmers, we just attend. Lord, help us this year to abound more in every good work. Help us to be involved more in your church. You have given more to us. We have only given less. And so, Father, thank you for encouraging us this morning to still do more for you. In Jesus' name, amen.